Rockets Chop Shop is your one-stop shop for all your basketball needs, for highlights, analysis, podcasts. We do it all here at the Rockets Chop Shop. Make sure you hit the like button on the videos that you watch if you enjoy them. Hit the subscribe button to get notifications from all the great drops that we have on the channel. Also, you can visit the Chop Shop merch store and get you some of the swaggiest gear in the Houston Rockets kingdom. And if you want, you know, you can always support the channel directly through donations. And if you want, you can support us through our partnerships with our sponsors. The Rockets Chop Shop is made by fans for fans. And we're going to keep rocking and keep dropping that heat. I feel This is something I know, I know, I know. If you watch the Chop Shop, you already know that I've dropped countless videos talking about Jalen Green and what he is good at, what things that he struggles at, where he needs to take his game to the next level. So when Zach Lowe dropped his article kind of detailing basically all I've said over the past two years, it felt pretty good. It felt pretty good. So I'm going to go over this article. I'm going to talk about some of the key parts that I saw from it. I'm going to pull out some quotes that really resonate with me. We're going to chop it up about uh, Jalen Green's third year coming up. Why is this so important for the Rockets? Tap in. Enjoy. What does a third year jump look like for you in your eyes? For, for yourself? So that's really, you're, you're ready to just say, like, I just want to be judged on the standings and the numbers there. Is that because of what you've gone through the last few years? Or how much of that is because of what you've gone through the last two years? Uh, I mean, winning is very important in the NBA. And I haven't done anything like that. So, um, I think Ethan said that I need to be an all-around player. And I agree with him on that. I do need to be an all-around player. I feel like scoring is something I can do when I show up in the NBA. So, like I stated in my last video, coming out of uh, training camp this year, all we're hearing is just culture change, winning, team, buy-in, all of that, those buzzwords that you want to hear, right? Um, but at the end of the day, we won't really know what this team's going to look like until the rubber hits the road. When, uh, you know, I mean, when the season starts. So one of the key things, and I've said this for a while, that um, is going to be a big determinant of how the Rockets do is going to be the performance of one Jalen Green. In his article, Jalen Green and a potentially supercharged Houston Rockets ascension, Zach Lowe kind of details some of these um, nuances of Jalen's game and some things that he needs to do and show in this third year that he's coming into this year. And uh, this to me, this article it just echoes a lot of the discussions that I've had on this channel regarding where I see Jalen, um, where I think his peak can be, um, where he may land and, uh, you know, everything in between from his playing style um, to some of the deficiencies that he has. Zach really touches all over this topic. And I think he really did a great job drilling down, getting into the, you know, into the details about Jalen's game. And I think he nailed it. And, you know, respect to him for having the ability to focus on you know a player that's not a star on a team that's not good um with this much attention to detail so shout out to zach Lowe for that really respect his his analysis on things um if you watch this channel you already know like you don't need zach Lowe to be able to tell you about jalen green because 
I've been telling you about Jalen Green, right? Uh, so I'm going to get into some of my favorite quotes from the article and then we'll chop it up about it. So one interesting quote that I saw from this article was one that uh, <laughs> kind of pointed to a situation that happened in 2021 season where, uh, you know, there was a young player that I think Ben Dubose reported this uh, originally, a young player uh, basically had some words for Christian Woods. And um, I'm going to say it was Christian Wood, right? Because you have that aspect of the story. Then you have Zach Lowe saying this. He quote, this is Zach Lowe saying, you were supposed to lead by example, Jalen Green, then a 19-year-old rookie and number two overall draft pick, chastised one of the few veterans on our team. Uh, a player, Green, and others uh, present won't identify today. Other players and coaches had noticed that veteran playing with a half-hearted selfishness. Only Green spoke up. We need you to be better. This is Jalen talking. Green continued, you're supposed to show us how to do this. Interesting, right? Interesting that as a as a young player, he was able to show this amount of poise and demeanor to approach a veteran, quote unquote, um, about their play and their role as a leader on the team. And one thing that I've really noticed about Jalen over, over the years is that he's always um, kind of been seeking guidance. Right. He's always been seeking guidance in his role in the NBA since he got to the NBA, whether it was from, you know, you can see him literally saying that they're to this uh, half hearted veteran. Um, about them playing, you know, showing them how to how to how to be leaders, showing them how to be NBA players. You also see that in his relationship with Kevin Porter Jr. and some of the other guys that have been on the Rockets over the years with John Wall and things like that. Unfortunately for him, given the circumstances that the team was in, he's never really had a stable kind of veteran presence on the team. Either the guys that were on the team were going to be shipped off or, uh, you know, there were other circumstances like in the John Wall situation going on that prevented uh, that relationship from really budding. And you can see now from some of the interviews that I've seen from uh, training camp that he is really soaking in all the veteran presence, all the guys that are there to guide him. And this is a guy that seeks guidance and seeks structure. So to me, that's half the battle for him. So I was, it was interesting to see that he was actually the one that came up and spoke out. I honestly thought it was either KJ or Tate, right? So to hear was Jalen was surprising to me. Uh, but let's move on to another quote. So Zach says in another quote, uh, speaking of Jalen, he says, but Green has tantalizing scoring tools and the willingness he and his coaches say to lean into more of a playmaking role and to give more effort on defense. In year three, he now has to live the message he delivered to that would be veteran mentor. Play unselfishly, play hard, play defense always. And, you know, there's a there's a phrase that I've said on our channel. I've said it on Lockdown Rockets. I've said it on multiple platforms. When I say that offense is the it's the almost the least important skill to have as far as like scoring, just scoring in a vacuum for a championship a team that has aspirations to be a championship team. And, and people like in the comments and, and stuff argue about that point when I make that. And I'm glad that you've heard it from Coach Adoka. You've heard it from Jalen Green himself. You've heard it from uh, from Zach Lowe in this article. You know, when I say these things, you have to really listen to the words I use because I, I choose my words very carefully. Right. The term in a vacuum, you know, I mean, scoring is important in the NBA. But as you can see, what Zach is saying in this quote is that, yeah, we know he can score. Right. We know he can score. You know, there's multiple quotes from people quoting Jalen. Jalen saying he can score. But. Uh, when email Doka says Jalen needs to be more well-rounded, what are they speaking of? Look at what the quote says, right? A better playmaker and better effort on defense. And my thing for guys like Jalen, these two guards, is that 
the two guard, like historically, you know, aside from Mike and Kobe and you get, you know, there's these generational two guards, but there's not just not a lot of just great two guards in the game that really impact winning on that level. It's usually a guard that's a playmaking guard or a big man. That's a two way stud, right? Those are the guys that really impact winning at that super elite level. When you get one of these two guards that are able to do that, usually what it comes with is defense and scoring or playmaking and uh, and scoring. And a lot of the two guards that are playmakers are point guards, right? Those are your uh, Steph Curry's and Dames. So those guys are typically not built like Jalen, where they are uber explosive athletes, have good length, good size. Um, so he is sort of a unique prospect in the sense that He's a hybrid between, um, you know, the the scoring, you know, typical regular two guards. But then he also has the passing chops of a kind of a combo guard that's leaning towards being a point guard. And the reason this is exciting for him is because you see flashes and Zach points it out in the article of Jalen's passing ability um, and him able to play make for, for teammates. But it's only flashes. There's no consistency there. Um, and on the defensive end, you see flashes of him when he has the will to and he's challenged to defend, he defends, but there's no consistency there. Coming into year three, it's going to be all about consistency. Can you put all of that together? He has to pick one of those routes. Ideally, for me, like I said, I'm greedy. If it was up to me, Jalen, be a scoring, defending, uh, a playmaking, all NBA level type of player where you can give him the ball. When he draws the, the, the defense, then he's able to kick it out and make plays and then he can defend. You know, guys like Jimmy Butler are are great um, kind of analogs for that type of role. Not really as far as how Jimmy Jimmy's game and Jalen's are, are not really parallel with each other. But you can see what Jimmy Butler does is he makes a simple pass. He can pass it when he needs to, especially when he draws the defense. And then he's a, a stud on the other side of the of, of the of the court. And when you have players like that, it really does take your team to another level. So for Jalen Green, the question for this third year is really going to be, which are you going to lean into? Are you going to lean into that defense? Are you going to lean into the playmaking? Because we know he's a bucket. He can score. But that's not going to cut it when you're trying to win games. That's not going to cut it. And you, we're going to talk about some of his role switching in this coming year. But this like coming up now, he has to pick another tool that he wants to be really, really cold with. Because just getting a bucket, like I said, you'd be a great six man on the team. But as far as being a number one guy, that's not going to cut it. As much as you want to, you know, people talk about James Harden, savant level playmaker, savant level IQ with the ball in his hands. And he can, he's one of the best scorers ever. So you got to have those two things. Uh, let's go to another quote. So Zach points out something that I always, uh, you know, talked about with Jalen's physical stature um, when he says Green's combination of speed, burst, and leaping ability is rare, even among players towards the top of the draft. During his one-on-zero pre-draft workout with the Rockets, Green lost the ball on the way up during a layup drill, reached out in midair to snare it, and dunked with power. And this is quoting uh, Rafael Stone, who said, it was like, holy sh... I haven't seen that one before, Stone recalled. His athleticism popped. He has one of the highest ceilings of any player that has been drafted recently, and we're in the business of drafting for upside. Uh, for guys like Jalen, when you have Uber athletes, when they pop and they pop, pop, it takes it to another level, right? Because in the playoff games, 
um, you know, the herky jerky stuff could get you only so far. At the end of the day, you better have a dominant skill that the defense can't stop. And and for Jalen, to me, the thing that really makes him special is not even, um, you know, all the super athleticism that is the athleticism combined with his ability to possibly one day be a great shooter. Um, you rarely get that combination of skill and athleticism together in one player because a lot of the guys that are great athletes, um, they rely on the athlete- athleticism to carry them through. And once the athleticism fails, then they start losing a bit of their game. A lot of guys that are not not great athletes, they focus on their skill, highly skilled development. They can shoot. They can do all these things. But it seems like Jalen has a propensity for being a great athlete that he naturally is with the ability to be able to do some of the skillful things that you want to see from guys that are like undersized and things like that. So to me, that that's really the appeal for him. Um, how he taps into that is really going to be up to him. Um, you see flashes of him once again, the playmaking, the ability to handle the ball, um, the ability to come off the screen and make make shots, make make tough shots. But you know, p- potential is potential till it's actualized. And, and uh, you know, for him, that's something that he's going to have to really, really show in this third year coming up. So Zach quotes on this um, saying that uh, at age 20 on a rebuilding Rockets team facing elite defenders almost every game, Green averaged 22 points and almost four assists. He knifed his way to six free throws per game. Some high usage ball handlers never averaged that many free throws. Green was inefficient. But he is on a clear all-star trajectory. And this is all facts. And to me, even the free throws, he's underselling himself. Jalen could average easily 25, 26 points per game if he just drove to the basket more. Uh, He settled for a lot of bad shots. And Zach points that out with a lot of the mid-rangers that he took that were contested and just not great. Um, He could have had more assists if he had better floor vision. Um, You know, the sky's the limit for him. Um, He, You know, the, the, the game for that and the pressure he puts on the defense really opens up a lot of the court. If his mind and perception of the, of the court and, and his feel for the game can catch up to what his physical tools actually force the defense to do, then, you know, you're talking about something different here. So, so you know, definitely, um, you know, the assist numbers, I do expect that to go up this year, um, you know, to a little bit more because one, Ime's uh, offensive philosophy is going to be uh, good shots, a better shot. And then obviously with Jalen having to play off ball um, this year because you have multiple ball handlers like Fred that are going to be coming in to set him up. Um, he's going to get the opportunity to act, attack the defense off of disadvantages. And those scramble situations where he draws the crowd is where those assist. And you got better shooters, hopefully, um, with uh, Fred Van Fleet on the court, hopefully with Jabari Smith Jr. Uh, being able, able to hit shots at a uh, above terrible uh, average. And then, you know, Dylan Brooks hit or miss. Uh, he's going to be there. Uh, you know, it's probably an upgrade from KJ Martin. So he has guys that can make shots. Alp is going to be there to finish for him to be able to hopefully take more three pointers. Um, so opportunities to get assists are going to improve there. Um, you know, other other things that he can do, obviously, is going to be for him to be able to get to the line uh, in multiple ways. The strength that he's put on over this offseason, you can see it in the stature. He's 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 has a thicker frame now, so he can absorb a lot of the contact. Um, one thing he was doing earlier on was avoiding contact. Now he has to seek it and be able to draw it. And if you can creep up to that eight free throws per game. I mean, yeah, you're in the 25, 26 points per game score, taking better shots, more efficient shots, being set up by a point guard only leads to him having a more overall efficient year. If the Rockets are able to 
creep into that play-in uh, bottom-tier playoff team range, then I think Jalen's going to get the nod of uh, being possibly looked at as an all-star. Because, like I said, at that two-guard position, it's not really just a, a very popular position in the league. There's a lot of these like combo point guards, right? But that just scoring guard, you got D Book, you got Levine, you got, um, you know, you got, uh, uh, what's his name? Bradley Bill, um, some of these guys out here. And honestly, all the stuff I'm saying, like Bradley Bill, uh, I mean, how many is, I think him and Jalen probably ever is the same amount of assists, not a great passer. I think Devin Booker right now is a standard for two guards. I think Jalen Green can surpass Zach Levine in about a year or two just off of just pure skill, which it took Zach so many years to get to the skill level he's at now that Jalen is on a trajectory to, to outpace him and reach him fairly quickly. So to me, right now, the two levels are going to be the Bradley Bills or the, the, the Devin Bookers. And with Jalen's athleticism being more athletic than both of them, but not as skillful, does it even out in the middle where Jalen becomes better than a Devin Booker? Because even though he's not as skilled as Devin is, or probably never will be, that fact that he's almost as skilled with uh, being a more superior athlete, does that get him over the top? We don't know. These are things that we have to see um, as, as time goes on. So here's one of my favorite quotes from the article um, that Zach wrote. He says, defense is not optional under Adoka. Defense is more of a mentality, the coach said. He will be challenged a lot more, speaking of Jalen. So then he goes on to say, Udoka spares no one in field sessions. You get called out if you are the weak link, man. And he says, Udoka said, I'll call him out in front of the whole team. I'm equal opportunity in that. That is just bars to my ear. And obviously, um, this is the type of stuff that you would expect from somebody that learned under, under the tutelage of, of Greg Popovich, um, where, you know, you've heard the stories of Tim Duncan being, being called out, made an example of in front of uh, his teammates. You heard the same thing with Tom Brady and, and, and uh, Bill Belichick when he was in New England, that Bill would would they would get, you know, you get into him. Right. Um, and to me, that's more of a that's a coaching thing, because when you hear when you hold um, your stars to the highest standards, it trickles downhill. Right. So nobody is above the law. Nobody's above reproach. Nobody's above setting the right standard and doing the right things. Nobody nobody's above the work. And I think that if if they let, you know, things slip, like I'm sure they've done in the past with Jalen and any of our young players, then you're setting a bad precedent for them and their careers going forward. So, you know, I think Coach Doka is really, you know, he's uh, he's won me over over times a million with some of the quotes and the, his approach to teaching his approach to discipline and structure and accountability. I think these are the base things that, and you know, when I was, uh, uh, you know, criticizing the Rockets over the years, it wasn't about them trying to tank. We understand the purpose of tanking to get talented players, et cetera. Cool. But the stuff that we're talking about, discipline, accountability, and film study, accountability on defense, these are things that are not, uh, these are not, these are not mutually exclusive to trying to lose games. I, you could teach all of these things and still be a 20 win team because at the end of the day, you just ain't got the players, right? You feel me? So this is what my issue was with um, the old regime is that even though you have bad players and young players and you didn't have all the tools you needed to be successful, damn, you couldn't hold these dudes accountable, right? You couldn't um, uh, uh, make guys uh, take ownership of their what they're putting on film. Um, so this is what I'm, this is the contrast. And I know everybody sees it. 
You know, I mean, everybody sees it now. You can see the contrast in, in, in approach and talking styles. And so once again, when, when I say things, I, I choose my words very carefully and try to analyze the situation carefully. And I think some people I'm not, you know, some people in our fan base act emotionally and get attached to players and coaches and whoever. And they use that to kind of be the filter of how they make their judgments about the sport. Um, but for me, you know, if I have to have a platform to be able to speak about the Rockets or anything, I got to keep it a buck. So, you know, at the end of the day, that is what you need. You need that structure or there's not going to be a successful uh, turnaround for this organization. And I'm glad that when you see Emil Doka trying to change the culture here, that's what he's addressing. He's going to strip it down to the bare minimums and start building those structures. And one of the key pillars in success is accountability. You cannot have success without accountability. And I think that's something that Jalen, um, once again, from the start of the article, is something that he seeked and now he's going to get it. And I think the combination of a seeker and, and a coach is willing to, to produce that for him is going to be uh, something that's going to produce a lot of good fruits for him. But once again, it's all going to be on him, just like with all the players. How is he going to do it? And the last um, the last quote that I'm going to point out, uh, this is from from uh, from Jalen. He says, I want to be better for my teammates. He, he says that I want to be better for my teammates. I'm always going to be able to score. Now it's more about contributing to my team in other ways. That is music to my ears. Like, that's what you want to hear. That's what it's about. The growth from there. Can you sacrifice? Right. You got to be able to sacrifice um, in order to get to your goals. There's always going to be something there that you have to sacrifice. Um, I watched the video of, of Deion Sanders talking to uh, the Philadelphia 76ers in Colorado, a random meetup, right, with the, with the whole team. And he was telling them, in order to reach your goals, to win a championship, to get to the top, there's always going to be something that you have to sacrifice that's going to be there. There's something, whatever it is, whether it's women, drugs, whether it's uh, partying, whether it's uh, ego, there's always going to be that 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 hurdle is going to be in front of you that you're going to have to sacrifice in order for you to get to where you're trying to go. You got to get through it. And the teams, the people, the individuals that are successful in life and whatever they do are the ones that have the discipline to be able to sacrifice those things to walk that path. If those things aren't addressed, you can't reach your goal. So for Jalen to say that he wants to be better for his teammates and that he is willing to do whatever it takes, playing off ball, on ball, not being the main point of attraction uh, for the team, not being the guy that's going to get 50 shots. Now they have multiple players that can put the ball in the hoop. That's what he needs, right? That's what he needs. And if he stays in that mindset, naturally, the leadership ability, the talent, all of that is going to show. It'll show up naturally. It'll come up naturally because all of that stuff is going to just just ooze out. And the way that you earn the respect of other men is not by being bestowed as, oh, you're the star player for our team. The way you earn respect of other men is that you are uh, you earn it in the field of battle. And in order to do that, one, you got to You got to be a dog. And two, you got to They got to know that you will do whatever it takes for the team to win. When you're being a diva and pouting and and want to do all this other stuff, guys can see through that and it just looks fake. So why would they buy into you? Why would I follow somebody that's that's pouting and, and, and acting like a child when I see a guy that's a dog? That's what it's, he's going to have to do this year. If he wants to make this his team, he has to take that leap, not only on the court, off the court. He has to take that leap in his mind to be a leader. 
I'm hoping he can do it. I think he can do it. I love the sounds that I'm hearing for him. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we got multiple dogs on the team. You know, Jabari is no slouch. You, you got a man Thompson on the wings. He might have something to say about that. So, you know, I think um, Zach has the conclusion that Jalen is the best shot the Rockets have to having a all NBA all star player. I don't think so. I think we have multiple guys that are capable of doing it. I just think Jalen Green has the most uh, he has the most ready ability to do that, to get to that level. He's been groomed for me for it. Team USA. All his experiences to me are pushing him to have this leap this year, his year three. Can he walk through that door to do it? That's going to be the question. But you guys let me know. What do you think about Jalen's ability uh, to go to the next level this coming year? Uh, what do you think he's going to do? Do you think this is a year where he fades back or is it a year where he stands out? Um, I think that it's going to be interesting to see. I really can't tell right now because there's so many changes going on and it's going to be hard to see early on. But y'all let me know in the in the uh, in the comments. And if you're still listening to this video at this point or this podcast at this point, hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button if you're new to the channel. Keep rocking with the Chop Shop. We're going to keep dropping that. Bye.